Well, what a pleasure it is now to invite to the Comeback Coach podcast, Keegan Hadley. Keegan, welcome to the show. Great to be here. How are you doing, Mike? You have uh, an area of specialty and an area of interest, which the viewers and the listeners will see in the show notes already. You're a doctor of occupational therapy specialising in psychological treatments of physical injuries, such as a torn ACL in the knee. Now, how does somebody become a specialist in psychological treatments for physical injuries? How did that come about? Yeah, so um, how I did it, you know, I, I suppose there's there's not many people out there who are talking about this, but my angle, I guess, is I was an athlete for a long time. I played uh, American football for um, o- almost two decades <laughs> and uh, through college and then briefly afterward. And due to that time in the sport, I tore both my ACLs and I noticed that psychological impacts of these injuries are, are much more difficult than people give you know, credit to. And, and a lot of times that's what actually holds people up from returning to their previous level of sport. It's something that hurt me dearly, and I, I was in some very dark places due to those situations and kind of the snowball effect of these injuries. So I wanted to make sure that no one else was in that situation alone like I was. Coming back from such physical injuries, particularly when you're playing um, sport at, at an elite level and a high level uh, such as you, you were for, for 20 years, uh, it just fits in perfectly with the whole theme of the Comeback Coach podcast show. And so there is the mental and psychological aspect, as we will get into, uh, apart from the actual physical recovery. So first of all, a doctor of occupational therapy, uh, Mm -hmm. what led you to that? Is it because of your ACL injuries that made you take up studying to be a doctor of OT? Yeah. So my background with my educational uh, decision was, was one that I spent a lot of time trying to figure out what exactly would fit me the best, what would keep me happiest the longest, because I'm one of those people who love to learn, um, you know, continually. So I I was always stuck between physical therapy, because obviously I was in physical therapy quite a bit due to football, whether it be, you know, various injuries like my knee injuries. But I also have always struggled with uh, mental illness, um, you know, since I was a freshman in high school, I would say. So that was always, always you know, very near and dear to my heart. Um, I have a number of, um, you know, uh, immediate and extended family members that also struggle with various issues. So it's something that I've always been very passionate about. So I had to kind of marry the best of the two. And then that comes together in occupational therapy where we treat the entire individual, all of the context, not only the physical aspect, but the psychological, you know, emotional um, as well. So it was a perfect marriage uh, for me. So I'm able to attend to all of the different uh, facets of physical injury in this case. There's a few paths that we can go down here. Uh, The physical injury part of the ACL, and by the way, for the benefit of our viewers and listeners, uh, what is the ACL? Yeah, the ACL is a ligament that connects um, the femur, which is the main thigh bone, to the tibia, which is the main shin bone. It's essentially like the the brakes in a car, almost. I would say uh, stops the femur from um, moving forward translationally on the tibia, which keeps your knee joint stable. So it's it's a stabilizer, and it's a very small. It's 
about an inch by, um, you know, half an inch. It's, it's very, it's a very small little ligament. And, you know, if you, if you've never torn it, you probably have never given it more than a second thought, but, um, it's one of the main four main, uh, ligaments of the knee. You have the anterior cruciate ligament, the posterior cruciate ligament, the medial collateral ligament, and the lateral collateral ligament. So you can just imagine uh, how painful that, well, hang on a minute. I don't imagine, I can't imagine how painful that is because I've not done it. But you tell us how painful it is. You've done it twice. As far as the pain, it's actually a very large misconception. Is generally when you see a big hulking athlete getting carried off with one of, you know, on one of those stupid carts um, and they're, they're crying sometimes. And you always think, wow, you know, they must be in a lot of pain if you see that that guy cry. And what, what I can say is um, that that's this kind of proof of why I'm doing what I'm doing, because for me personally, and a lot of my clients, it, it's not a painful um, injury at all. Uh, imagine breaking a rubber band um, somewhere in your body that you didn't know you had. Um, and it, it sometimes does knock, uh, it knock you off your feet because it's kind of a, it's hard to explain, but it's an audible pop when your ACL tears. Um, and for whatever reason, especially if it's a non-contact injury, it can kind of take you off your feet. People like awkwardly fall because something like gave out on them. Um, and it's that that's uh, the, the crying is actually loss of they, they know deep down likely what the injury is and they know how long it'll take to get back and how much time they're going to lose or opportunities within their sport. So, Well, you've just thrown me a curveball because – uh, I've sprained ligaments and uh, it's bloody painful. But you're telling me that to tear a, an ACL ligament in half, it, it, it's not so painful. I know pain is subjective, is it not? Yeah, I, I would agree. And actually, I, I've torn my MCL as well. Um, and that was so we're going down two different tracks. So the, the MCL actually um, was much more painful for me to tear because it was due to a physical injury. Someone, uh, uh, an offensive lineman, hit me on the side of my leg and my leg um, collapsed inward, it, tearing the medial collateral ligament in a very awkward and very kind of gruesome injury that my coach was nice enough to show me back on film. But um, that, that was, that was painful um, and a lot more um, gruesome. ACL injuries are um, many, not about half the time, roughly, if you look at the statistics, they are due to non-contact injuries. And it's just like you almost falling down. It's very, um, if you ever have like an awkward trip and you might kind of ding yourself or something, I mean, it's very minor as far as the pain. It's more of the unsure what happened in the moment. And everyone has different experiences. I have a couple of clients where it was the most excruciating thing they've ever done. That, that being said, um, they also tore their meniscus at the same time. So it gives a little bit of, um, you know, uh, cloudiness or murkiness as to what's what's causing the pain, because obviously the cartilage is more of um it's a totally different structure it's the protective unit between the two long bones that we spoke of previously the femur or the thigh bone and the tibia in the or the lower leg bone the shin bone so let's just recap played at a small um midwestern university in south dakota and then i was uh you know i had my first acl injury that took me out my uh, fall of my junior year I was actually found to be ineligible my senior year after working so hard due to having too many credits because I transferred from a large school to a smart, uh, smaller school, which kind of builds in the frustration of my story. I, I trained uh, extremely hard to um, go to a couple combines, which is where they kind of put you through a um, 
bunch of running tests to see if your um, size slash speed is, you know, enough to garner anyone's attention. I was lucky enough to get a agent and get signed by a very small um, arena football team out of Nebraska. Um, and just before the season started, I kind of got a big break from my uh, my agent and I was able to go try out for the Canadian uh football league team uh in ohio it was a private workout and i was very excited about it i was able to compete with some you know big d1 school athletes so it was a great experience but the last rep of that i actually tore my second acl so it that that was the end of uh my uh sports career and then that that's actually i i'd love to say that i have the you know insight to learn about what what could help me and other people due to just my physical injuries but unfortunately i'm definitely not that kind of learner i have to screw up a lot more than that uh prior to you know uh, bettering myself or being able to help others so due to my second acl injury and just that uh series of eventual events that i just spoke about i uh started to have a very um i started to abuse substances i would be very destructive to my personal relationships, whether that be intimate or family. Um, and it kind of cascaded in a in a way that I, I found myself abusing substances and also in a relationship with who I would find out would be a very severe alcoholic. And due to that um, relationship, I endured a lot of emotional abuse, culminating in me being suicidal for a time. So that was actually um, after, after all that, and I got out of the relationship, I, I realized I needed help. Otherwise my life was, you know, not going to go the way I wanted it to. So, um, reverse engineering it, um, it is kind of what led me to being where I am, at, am now. Keegan, thank you for being so transparent and so yep. willing to discuss these matters, which are personal and uh, I think my own opinion is it's only through such discussions with people like you, Keegan, that others can be touched and helped and potentially inspired to seek the help they need, uh, whether mm -hmm. that's professional or family or the next door neighbour or whoever. Uh, yeah. so, uh, all right, we've got the picture of Keegan Hadley, uh, sportsman, uh, two uh, sports wiping out injuries uh, and a uh, history of family uh, mental health, personal mental health, uh, substance abuse and suicidal ideation. Mm -hmm. And yet here we are now. Uh, uh, I'm going to ask you quite frankly, and I, I'm going to ask you, how far are you through that? Are you on the other side of all that? Yes. Yep. Um, it's been about three and a half years since I had any serious uh, issues. Um, and again, it's not a I'm not perfect. I, I struggle all the time. But if you continue down, you know, the, the right path um, and choose every day to move towards your best self, then, then you're going to end up much better, especially over the course of life. Well, congratulations on your three and a half years of sobriety, cleanliness, whatever, whatever tag you want to put on it, health, yep. better health. Uh, but congratulations that you're in a better space. And now you're kicking goals. Uh, can we just touch on something? Uh, I do want to mention your book. Uh, it's titled Torn, How Apt, Torn, Overcoming the Psychological Challenges Post 
ACL injury. And one of your special interests in the work you do, you're involved in psychiatric research with an interest in ACT. Now, I had to look that up. I'm familiar with uh, CBT and a lot of other therapy approaches. But ACT, will you Mm -hmm. tell us what ACT is and how does it differ from some of the other, um, uh, well, shall I say, traditional approaches to psychotherapy, such as CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, or is there a difference? It's it's um, kind of like a close cousin is, is how I would um, term it. So th- there's slight differences in the way things work uh, generally. And I, I went through both. And the reason I found ACT was because I, I just wasn't able to see the progress I wanted when I was in that dark place with CBT. So the, the differences are CBT looks to alleviate uh, symptoms or redirect uh, bad thoughts. But in my uh, experience for my own personal brain and some of the individuals that I work with, um, when when you redirect those thoughts away from the painful thought that you can't control, um, you're, you're actually sometimes giving it more power than you, than you want to. So w- whether you whether you realize that or not, if you if you say, hey, don't look over there, um, I'm the kind of person um, and there's maybe not too many people out there, but some people would stare in that direction just kind of um, intuitively. So that's the kind of person I was. And I I was just not seeing any benefit from CBT. And it has tons of great literature on it. And there's tons of great, you know, stories of success. But just for me personally, it didn't work. So I, I had to find something else. And again, I'm not saying act as a magic pill or anything, but I was able to slowly start creeping out of my uh, slump uh, the very first session. So um, so act essentially allows you to have those thoughts and then put some distance between yourself and the thought in order to evaluate it and see if it's worth holding on to or letting pass by. So essentially, that that's the there's six core skills or pillars of act as told by uh, Dr. Stephen Hayes, he's kind of the godfather, I guess, of this particular uh, psychotherapy. And um, that diffusion was my hardest one to let go of. Kind of a a lot of people have like a persistent uh, negative thought for me. It was I am broken. Um, you know, in the difference between CBT and ACT is you try to redirect that thought away if it's CBT. But for ACT, you literally just change it from you know, I am broken to why I'm having thoughts and feelings that I am broken, which gives you that little bit of space to evaluate the thought and determine whether or not, you know, it's it's leading you toward your goals or values, which is another part of ACT or not. Sounds to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, but tell me if I'm right, that uh, ACT, uh, Acceptance and Commitment Therapy, ACT, Mm-hmm. Sounds like it, it. It's kind of linked in a bit to the ancient Stoic philosophy of two thousand or so years ago. Is that right? Yep. Uh, one one of the um, one of the skills or pillars that I spoke of uh, is is mindfulness. So uh, sometimes that's a bit taboo. Uh, you can call it being present in the moment. If you're, I mean, because sometimes there's religious connotations that people don't like towards that particular word for whatever reason. But yes, yes, it, it does have a long-standing. Um, there, there's a lot of research behind um, many different components of it, thanks to 2,000 years of you know lived experience and also uh, Stephen Hayes. So. I'm going to be looking that name up, Dr. Stephen Hayes. I'm interested. 
All right, and your book's been on the market there and it's available at Amazon, Torn, Overcoming the Psychological Challenges Post-ACL Injury. It's on Amazon and I'll be providing a link in the show notes for the listener and the viewer as well so they can check it out. You've got a website as well, I know, and I'll provide a link to that, Keegan. You mentioned a couple of times during our conversation the work that you do. So what work are you doing with clients and where are you doing it from, in a hospital setting or online? Well, how does it work? Yeah. So uh, specifically toward the individuals who have the physical injury and are struggling with it psychologically, I I see them much like I'm seeing you now. I I see uh, people remotely. I I live in North Dakota right now, and you probably haven't been. Most people haven't, but it's uh, it's decently remote. So uh, I see clients from across the country and, you know, coach them through, you know, maybe similar situations that I have been in and how I dealt with it and how ACT helped me. I kind of walk with them through um, the darkness a little bit. So that's, that's what I've been doing for probably eight months now. And it's been, uh, an absolute godsend. I could wake up early in the morning and do it till very, very late at night and still have, uh, plenty of energy. That's for sure. Sounds like that concept of, uh, when work is something you love doing, it doesn't seem like work at all. Uh, Mm -hmm. and so, all right, remote, uh, work with clients specific to ACL injury? I mean, that's a real vertical market or is there a broader uh, reach to your work? Yeah. So essentially, I'm doing a number of different things. So I, that's, uh, I, I see, again, people struggling with physical injury and struggling psychologically with it. Again, that's that's a lot of ACL patients, but there's also Achilles injuries. There's also, you know, persistent shoulder injuries for depending on the sport. Um, so I see a lot of um, you know, to different athletes or injuries just from that standpoint. Again, ACL, it, just because of my background, seems to be a lot of my clientele. Uh, but also, I help people with the transition uh, between about 80% of my patients are trying to get back into their, you know, passion or their sport. And the other 20% are kind of transitioning, you know, out of being a student athlete or out of being a, a professional athlete and into the quote unquote real world, because that, that that's a particularly difficult identity, you know, challenge, because if you are like me and you identified as a football player for a long time, and now you have to wake up and that's, that's really not who you are anymore. You have to be able to self-reflect and find up, you know, a purposeful way to spend your time for the next how many years. So, Oh, it's a big, problem I know here in Australia coming back to what I know better and that is that uh, professional sportsmen and women here who have had long and high profile careers when it when that stops and and if they don't go into media so the 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 attention is not still there and so their identity is 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 lost once they come out of the media spotlight and they're not on the field playing anymore there's a real mm-hmm. mental health issue that takes over for for many in it and uh, unfortunately we've lost and i mean literally lost through uh, through suicide uh, very high profile sportsmen and women here in australia yeah, yeah, I know it's a, it's definitely an issue that's becoming um, more and more talked about. I think it's always kind of been around, but for um, thank goodness, it's not obviously not that it's happening, but it's being more and more um, talked about because we we need to address this. There's obviously quite a challenge in between, you know, the individuals who spend their entire life uh, working out and getting honing their craft as a sportsman, and then one day. You know, when people ask, you know, what do you do? They they can't say that anymore. Um, so it, it just 
diving into who they are, why they love the sport, uh, because you're usually able to, obviously this wouldn't be a first uh, session kind of conversation, uh, conversation, but digging into why they love for me football. Like, why do you love that? Because if you dig down deep enough, you're, you're going to find um, what truly, you know, gives your life meaning, what, what um, you know, has a, a just passion. Uh, you're going to find your passion in that. And, and a lot of times for me is, and it's going to be the same for a lot of people I talk to, maybe someone who is uh, one of your listeners. Generally, uh, what I've learned through my experience is whatever causes you the most pain is actually where you're going to find the most passion as well. So it's, it's very common for people to avoid things that have caused them a lot of pain in the past. And that that's a huge, um, you know, obviously, depending on what it is, if it's substances or something like that, yes, I, I, I agree. But if it's certain situations, or maybe like your sport or um, specific things like that, actually, if you dive deeper into that, you're going to find what you're very passionate about. And you can find uh, your lifelong calling uh, within that pain. Keegan Hadley, former sportsman, two blown knees, studied and became a doctor of occupational therapy, has a special interest in the psychological and, and the psychiatric aspects of recovery and coming back from such injuries, more particularly the ACL knee joint, but others as well, uh, wrote a book about uh, coming back and the challenges post-ACL recovery, torn, overcoming the psychological challenges post-ACL injury. You'll find it on Amazon, but I'm going to put a link in the show notes and there'll be a link also to Keegan's website. You come across to me as, as, a, as a humble man, given that you've done uh, things that have elevated you into the spotlight with your sport in the past and that. You're obviously an intelligent bloke too, and that's why to me, I would feel very comfortable reaching out and contacting you uh, to inquire about how you work, what your, do you call it coaching when you, your service? How do you, you call it coaching? Okay, your coaching service. Uh, and so if you, the listener or you, the viewer uh, on YouTube now, feel the same way I do, having just met Keegan on this recording, uh, feel the same way, reach out to him and see what uh, his program is and uh, see whether or not you and, and Keegan are aligned and maybe work together and overcome some of the types of um, issues, setbacks that uh, Keegan and I have been discussing on this episode. Keegan, as I always say, time flies when you're having fun. Our time is up, but do you have a parting word? Do you have a favourite quote or a mantra that you repeat to yourself that you can share with us? Ah, uh, no, not so much a uh, mantra or anything like that. But I, I think one thing that's always beneficial, no matter what you're going through in life, especially if you're trying to overcome a setback, is live in the moment. Uh, again, it's kind of going back to the mindfulness piece. But if you actually live in the moment, you're not, you're not going to be uh, anxious about the future or um, you know depressed or whatever, maybe angry like me about the. Uh, potential aspects of the past. So if you live in the moment, you're going to live your best life and you're going to create that future that you want. How lovely. Live in the moment or as the 12-step AA people say, one day at a time. Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, Dale Carnegie, I mentioned this, Dale Carnegie who wrote How to Win Friends and Influence People, which is known by a lot of people, that book written a thousand million years ago. But there's another book he wrote that is not 
so well known, how to stop worrying and start living. And in it, he talks about living in the now and he, he phrases it as uh, live life in day tight compartments, uh, meaning shut off yesterday, shut off tomorrow, and there is only today or yesterday is history, tomorrow's a mystery, all we have is the now and the today. Keegan, nice parting words. I really do appreciate you joining me on the show and uh, thank you for being uh, transparent and so open with parts of your personal history. We appreciate that and I'm sure that uh, somebody listening or watching you on this video, Keegan, uh, will reach out to you, will click one of the links uh, either to look at your book or to even pursue you on your website and there'll be contact links there, I'm sure. You've got a blog on there as well, and there's other good stuff coming in the pipeline. Keegan Hadley, all the way from where in the United States? Bismarck, North Dakota, presently. Bismarck, North Dakota. And to you, the viewer, and to the listener, this is Mike Searles signing off.